1: In 1947, an aircraft of unknown origins crashed in Roswell, New Mexico. Many UFO enthusiasts believe this to be one of the largest government cover-ups in US history. Today, we explore the story of Roswell and discuss how and why the government may have tried to cover it up. We'll also discuss other common theories associated with what might have happened that night back in July, 1947. And if we can get Ian a little pissed off, that'll be a nice bonus. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave.
2: If you believe the Air Force's version of events in Roswell, stick around. Ian is going to fight you. This is Necronomapod. Headline edition July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. Army officers say the missile found sometime last week has been inspected at Roswell, New Mexico and sent to Wright Field, Ohio for further inspection. Late this afternoon, a bulletin from New Mexico suggested that the widely publicized mystery of the flying saucers may soon be solved. Army Air Force officers reported that one of the strange disks had been found and inspected sometime last week. Our correspondents in Los Angeles and Chicago have been in contact with Army officials and evidence to obtain all possible late information. Joe Wilson reports to us now from Chicago. Okay, before we get started today, I just want to throw out that one of our listeners is battling... Cancer. I just wanted to give out her GoFundMe page. It's GoFundMe.com forward slash help dash Heather dash stay dash cancer dash free. A little hard to remember, but we'll post it. So I donated today. I would just invite any of our listeners who are able, you know, check out her page and donate if you can. I'm sure anything at all helps. Fighting cancer alone is fucking terrifying enough, let alone the, you know, added financial stress. So good luck, Heather. We're all pulling for you here.
1: Today, Ian, it looks like we're gonna revisit uh, the long lost episodes that you and I did once upon a time. Yeah, um, this was our test episode back before Dave was even involved. Ugh, before on. we were we were just fucking around with this idea, right? And we were before we became podcast extraordinaires <laughs> like we are now.
2: So it's BD before Dave.
1: Yeah, it was BD. Yep. <laughs> this was about what three months ago? Three months BD? Um, <laughs> three or
0: four months ago? Yeah, we didn't know what the Dark Ages. Fuckers!
1: We had to talk you into doing this. Yeah, want, not wanting nothing to do with That's it. True. I had so to be convinced. instead, Ian and I sat around here talking about Roswell multiple times, just trying to get the kinks out and figure out what the hell we were doing. Yep. And now we're back at it. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, going to yeah. do a, a well done, professional, award winning podcast.
0: It's an interesting yeah. story. I even wore my Cactus Jack shirt for tonight for, for New Mexico. Truth
1: or Consequences, <laughs> New Mexico.
0: Shattered my dreams on That's that.
1: That's right. Oh, that it wasn't real. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Mick Foley that, really though, was. That he wasn't really from there. Trump. Yeah. Yeah, right. It was a gimmick.
0: Yeah. I've
2: I've been to Truth or Consequences,
1: New Mexico It's not that
2: exciting. So. <laughs> you know who's
1: not been there? Yeah. Cactus Jack. <laughs> 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 yeah, that bummed you out for that big time. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is going to be good because we have, we had some fans that have been wanting some alien stuff. We haven't really, we touched, I mean, I guess Mothman to an extent, um, you know, we get into, but that kind of goes a different route.
0: Right. So, um. Well, we did Betty and Barney Hill. Yeah. Which is the big abduction one, the first right. one. And, right. then, and Betty Hill was a lovely, lovely person.
1: Well, there's theories. There's very, different theories on that. Very credible person. Right. Fine
2: upstanding citizen.
1: Yeah. Ask Barney Hill about that. She drove him to death. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: outrageous. So, yeah, I mean, this is the the other big one. This is kind of like
1: the the granddaddy story. Like everybody, even I have heard of Roswell. I didn't know the story, but I had heard of it. Right. Well,
2: it all started here, right? There's not any reported alien landings or
0: anything similar prior to this, right? No, not really. Well,
1: I thought Betty and Barney Hill was the first widely reported abduction. Abdu- oh, but abduction, the right. abduction, right, right.
2: But I don't okay. think there were
0: many. You know, twenties and thirties, there weren't many. There was like a, in the forties, there was like a UFO craze going on with everybody reporting them, you know, stuff like that. But no, the Foo Fighters, right? Yeah, no, they but, call it the Foo Fighters right. But yeah. no, cr- no crashes or right. anything. Okay. I mean, there is, some, there's a couple stories out there from. I think there's one from like 1857 that gets a little weird hmm. from in Texas. But, I mean, this is, this one, we cover this one and then we can branch out to, to other shit. I think this is a good one to Yeah. Okay. To it's a get fun in. little story. Short story is 1947, an aircraft of unknown origin crashed in southeastern New Mexico, 33 miles southeast in a town called Corona. So. So now I want a beer. Thanks. <laughs> So that's why people like UFO, like people that take it very serious, think it should be called the, the Corona incident or like the Corona crash. But, but it
1: was really like it was a small, small town.
0: All that lost glory the Corona
2: could never achieved.
0: Well, here's to them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very loud beer cracking. Um and this is the it's such a big deal with this one too because it's the only one that has allegedly has um physical material from a crash. Yeah, it wasn't just a sighting; there
1: was actual debris from what might have happened. Yeah, and
2: didn't didn't we cover in the Art Bell episode that Art had some supposed? roswell material no. right? arts, parts. arts parts i forgot all about that
1: yeah. Yeah. and half our listeners won't even know because no one listened to fucking art bell episode <laughs>
2: least downloaded episode
1: oh it kills me because it was so awesome <laughs> go if you have not listened to art bell please go back this will be the last time we make a plea for it there was a blumpkin in there was a blumpkin in the there episode. was not in this room
2: but at, at olivia wilde's house <laughs> we should clarify. Just clarify that
1: um it was a good episode it was fun It was something different too, and uh, I don't even know if I told you guys. I had I was talking to someone. I don't know if it was on one of the socials, but they had suggested that like in tribute to Art Bell, every Halloween we do an Art Bell show.
0: That'd be cool. Play
1: some of his clips and you know because he used to do his Halloween specials, right?
2: Yeah, his ghost stories. And I actually thought that was a
1: a badass idea to kind of do like an Art Bell episode. Problem is. 200 people listen to it,
0: it seems like. <laughs> well, whoever, whoever put that out there, it's a great idea. Yeah, I
1: can't remember who did. <laughs> Somebody out there who's a fan of ours suggested
0: it. I can't remember who
1: it was, if it was one of my buddies or a listener. Either way, I think it's a good idea. So. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so, Roswell.
0: So, UFO activity began the night before the alleged crash on July 1st, 1947. Uh, radar activity in Roswell white sands Albuquerque and Alamogordo began tracking an object that had speeds and maneuverability like nothing anyone had ever seen before
2: so how do, how do we know that those radar reports
0: well like, I witnessed accounts from the base
2: later okay
0: there's a lot. Of, well, you know, I should have said from right off the top, this is a very confusing, muddy story. With a lot of cover-ups and conspiracies. And there's a lot of people that have given their own twist and, okay. on this. And this is what I figured was the best way to kind of right. narrow this down, allegedly, is, is going to be the word used a lot. Right. Makes sense. Uh, the next night on July 2nd, 1947, at 9 p.m., Dan Wilmot and his wife saw an object fly over their house, and they described it as saucer-shaped and that it glowed bright white. And about an hour and a half after the Wilmots claimed to have seen the object, uh, the same radar systems from the night before picked up the object, sh- streak across the screen, and explode. So are we sure it's not Fourth of July fireworks going on out here? Well, this is what I we talked about this when we did the test episode. Like, I I don't understand how they would tell that it exploded on the screen. You like, know maybe what I mean? it just
2: fell off a of radar, but how can they tell it exploded? Yeah.
1: Right, yeah. Like, what are they seeing on a radar that would show explosion? Right. Like, I picture,
0: I like, shitty Atari graphics with, like, space invaders. Or something <laughs> <Right>. Just like, <laughs> like, like, like just shoots an air-sea yeah, battle when you. Yeah. Right. right. I don't well, think radar works like that. And I
1: think, but I think something that could kind of maybe kill the firework theory is what I think we're about to get into is there was severe thunderstorms going on at this time. They're probably not shooting off fireworks yeah. in a severe thunderstorm, but I think the severe thunderstorm itself... You can get your own theories out of that if lightning striking something or a tree sure. or, you know, whatever else it might be hitting right. out here in the in Corona or in Roswell.
0: At the same time, there was a severe thunderstorm hitting the area at Foster's Ranch right outside of Corona. And ranch hand Mac Brazel said that he and his wife heard a sound that was much louder than any of the thunder that night. So they were just outside watching the thunderstorm.
1: What else was there to do out there?
0: Yeah, nothing. (laughs) Just gonna watch the storm come in, right? Because yeah, he lived in a in a one room shack that had no running water and no electricity. So sounds great. Not much to do. So thunderstorms like must see TV for them, (laughs) (laughs) right? Meanwhile, in Roswell, William Woody, his father, Mother Superior Bernadette, and Sister Capistrano witnessed a white object with a red tail behind it falling from the sky. Wait, so
2: Willie Woody and his old man were partying with the nuns? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, what were they doing?
1: I just think these were they're three separate witnesses that all reported the same thing. Oh, okay. That's how I
0: took it. I took it as actually the four of them were together. But, yeah. And that's what I was Well, maybe they I had a
1: viewing party for the storm because what else are you going to do? It's like the Super Bowl. It's true. You make buffalo chicken dip. You get together and you watch a storm. Yeah. You drink some LaCroix. <laughs> I don't know or how, how people party. They were praying the rosary. Yeah. They very well could have. I don't Maybe know. Maybe they were
2: doing other stuff. Maybe those nuns had a bad habit of doing things <laughs>
0: that they shouldn't.
1: Maybe they did drugs. <laughs> and that's why they're seeing aliens.
0: <laughs> and then at the same time that they witnessed the object from a separate vantage point, Corporal E.L. Piles also saw a white, glowing object fall from the sky. So all this is going on at the same time between Corona and Roswell. And these are all
1: different reports that had come out. After kind of the fact of these witnesses allegedly seeing this, the same thing. Right.
2: I mean, it's a lot of corroborating, you know, eyewitness accounts from varying vantage points around the area. So, yeah, it's credible so far.
0: So, the next day on July 3rd, 1947, back in Corona, Mac Brazel and his ranch hand, D. Proctor, were tending to the sheep. They were herding them to the only source of water they had on the ranch when they came across a field of debris. They, said, they claimed that the debris was about three-fourths of a mile long and about 200 to 300 feet wide, that his sheep just refused to, to go anywhere near it.
2: It's a pretty big debris
0: field. Yeah. Hmm. Along with the debris, he said there was a gouge in the ground, and whatever caused it was so hot that it turned the surrounding sand into glass.
1: So clearly something crashed here.
0: Yeah, something, something. happened. And I know they said, too, that the, the gouge was like... It, was, it wasn't that far into the ground. Like, it wasn't like something just came down and hit, like it skipped across. Like a like like crash sprint. landing type. Yeah, thing, yeah. Maybe. Okay. but it was like something light, mm. like skipped across. It wasn't a deep gouge. Right. So Mac led the sheep around to the edge of the debris, to the water, and he found a 10-foot piece of wreckage that he loaded up into his truck and stored in his livestock shed. Later at a local bar, Mac mentioned that he needed someone to come out to Foster's Ranch and help him clean up whatever was out there, because that's all he was concerned. That's about. my
1: favorite part of this story so far is that like he didn't give a shit. He's just like, no, I need to get this out of here because my sheep need to get to the water. Right, so exactly. Can someone Aliens, just help me move whatever. this shit? Yeah, whatever. Get the fuck off my land. <laughs> my sheep need to drink.
0: Yeah, it's just a huge pain in his ass trying to. <laughs> Poor Mac. Right. Like we said before, he had no electricity, no running, he just lived in the shack, and he relied on a monthly newspaper to get any information from the outside world. Monthly newspaper. Yeah, right, monthly. (laughs) Um, So he had no idea that there was kind of like a UFO craze going around in the U.S. with people uh, reporting UFOs all the time.
2: So was this craze just out in the Southwest or across the whole country at that time? It was
0: across the
1: whole country at this time, Yeah. I would imagine it's probably people feeding off each other, too, and wanting to see something. Right. Um, you know, and other people seeing things kind of like, you know, with the with post-World War II testing the government was doing.
0: Operation Paperclip was going hard at this time. Right. Where we took all the Nazi scientists in and were testing their rocket technology and yeah. stuff.
1: So there was a lot of things up in the air that people probably oh, are going to sure. see
0: that they're not necessarily aware of.
1: Right. Maybe the monthly newspaper hadn't shown up in a few weeks, <laughs> so they were behind <laughs> on the times and people seeing things. And like, and then, like I said, I think other people wanting to see things are just saying they're seeing things. FOMO. Yeah. Hashtag Betty Gilbert. Betty Gilbert. <laughs> Betty <Hill. laughs>
2: Who's Betty Gilbert? I right? don't know. Who the fuck? Betty Is that Gilbert? old sweetheart of yours from grade school? I, Betty I promise Gilbert. not.
0: So, someone at the bar told Mac that there's an ad in the newspaper that was offering $3,000 for any proof of a flying saucer.
2: So, who's offering that?
0: Somebody out there. Well, it's because of the craze going on. Yeah. You know. Like to
2: cash in on if somebody actually
1: has proof? I guess so. Yeah. If it's sweeping the country, the newspapers want to look for something. Just
2: the newspaper itself? And I'm sure that offering
1: $3,000 never attracted any wackos (laughs) trying to collect
0: on that. (laughs) Yeah, they probably got some wild uh, people showing up with
1: like tin foil and like <laughs> uh, coat hangers. Like, look right, at what I right. found!
0: <laughs> in an attempt to get the reward money, or at, at minimum, just get somebody to help him get out there and clean up all this shit, he gathered up some of the debris into a shoebox and drove to the police station in Roswell the next day. So that's July fourth. He's driving into Roswell. The first person Mac went to see with the debris was a local sheriff, George Wilcox. Wilcox obviously did not take him serious.
1: So he drove into Roswell. So Wilcox probably wasn't familiar with who Mac
0: was. No, not at all. Because okay.
1: like, I, I know it was a small town, but it was a different town.
0: Yeah, I think it uh, was like 75 miles away. Oh, or something So, so, so it's a decent drive, yeah. Um, I just didn't know
1: if maybe he knew who he was and. For whatever reason, they didn't take Mac seriously because he was known to make stuff up or, you know, something like that. No,
0: he's just a random guy walking in there with a shoebox full of shit. <laughs> well, I mean, and we can speculate about his appearance
2: if he lives in a one-room shack with no running water. Agreed. Exactly.
0: Wilcox got a call from a local radio host named Frank Joyce, and he was just looking to see if there was anything to report on for the day. And Wilcox saw that as, like, the perfect thing. Like, here, I'll hmm. pass him off to, to Frank Joyce. Is your problem now right so Mac told Joyce a short story you know a short recounting of what happened and Joyce immediately suggested that Mac call the local Army airfield to report it to them which makes sense and and Wilcox should have kind of you know he should have recommended the same thing because Roswell Army Airfield the 509th was the only armed nuclear facility airfield in the world at the time. Right. Like when we dropped the bomb on Japan, it, it flew out of the 509th. So if anything crashed, anything weird looking, they would... Might want to know about uh, it. Right, yeah. yeah. Is this
2: before the Air Force became their own
0: branch? They're still part of the Army? Yeah, this okay. is still just the Army. So yeah, because the Trinity test came out of here too. Um, and that's what created the Hills Have Eyes people, right? Is
2: it? <laughs> Remember the movie, The Hills Have Eyes? Yeah. Were they out there in that's the desert? Right. I forgot about desert? that movie. And the, Like an old... Uh, testing ground yes. old nuclear yeah. testing have you ground. seen that movie
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah
2: because where they they set up you know fake uh towns with, right with, with then dummies
1: then right right yeah, after the yeah. yeah you used to find those videos online too they're pretty creepy to
0: watch oh yeah
1: the what, bombs going off
0: what's the um? what's the, like the backwoods people is that like the sequel to Hills Have Eyes the backwoods yeah like just like deformed backwoods people that are That's what uh, setting they, traps for um, people and stuff Wrong Turn in West Virginia. Wrong Turn. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. Wrong Turn's
1: awesome. I have that on DVD, actually. Oh, that's great. Eliza Dusku. Yeah. What happened to her? She's still hot, as far as I can tell. Hmm. Like Demi Lovato hot? Oh, yeah. No. The answer is no. (laughs) Sorry. That was in West
0: Virginia, though, that story. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's a good movie. movie. Oh, yeah. All
1: right, see you guys next week.
0: (laughs) So Wilcox, he, he ultimately he agreed to call it into the Roswell AAF and they dispatched Major Jesse Marcel to see what was going on. And if it wasn't for Jesse Marcel, then we would have no Roswell story at all. Um, that afternoon, Marcel and an intelligence officer, Sheridan Cav -Cav Cavett, traveled with Mac to go view the wreckage, but because of bad road conditions, they arrived too late in the day to go out to the site, so instead they spent the night in Mac's, no electricity shack, eating cold (laughs) beans and crackers.
1: Mike's kind of gourmet meal. (laughs) Now you're
0: talking. I'll tell you right now. Cold
1: food out of a can. (laughs) I... There's nothing wrong with that. I know you guys give me shit about it, but... One, uh, Campbell's Chunky Soup you do not need to add water to. And two, Chef Boyardee, SpaghettiOs, Beefaroni, whatever that shit is. You literally just pop the top off. You can eat it right out of the can. You don't have to warm it up. You only have to dirty up a spoon, so that's all you have to wash. You don't need to put it in a bowl or a plate. It's fucking delicious. I highly recommend you guys try it next time you're looking for a canned uh, snack. No, I'm
2: good. I don't eat any But you guys don't snacks. just eat
1: that stuff. So, it's... Can't really have an argument about it. I don't know
2: it. if I measure up to your sophisticated palate, <laughs> right. my friend.
1: Well, I'm telling you what. There are some of those Campbell's Chunky Soups that are bomb. They are amazing. You eat like a homeless person. Well, I eat like fucking Mac <laughs> A brasil. homeless person
2: without a fucking Sterno can to light and heat up his can. Well,
1: I don't need to heat it up. It's just as good straight out of the cupboard. <laughs> I suggest and recommend everyone out there try it. Save yourself the hassle of doing the dishes of uh, cleaning a bowl. It's fantastic. Right, the logistical part of it, I can see. All right. You just open it up and it tastes just as good. Probably Did, even better, actually. Do you recycle the can, though? Well, I do now. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I try to. I don't always remember. <laughs> Sometimes I throw it away. <laughs> what do you want from me? I don't need the green people coming after me now for not recycling my cans. I try to recycle as much as I can. Okay. Good Good deal. That being said, I have no problem with this dinner. Cold <laughs> beans. And crackers. Hmm. Now the military guys probably not loving this. Staying in the I, shack. No, I I picture it like. Uh, how much? How many drugs do you think they did this night? <laughs> I mean, it's cold. You're in a shack. There's no electricity. That's a good night for shrooms out in the New Mexico <laughs> desert, yes. right? Yes.
0: I'd it's be shroom debris
1: and little people running around too, probably. <laughs>
0: Where are where where are all these drug dealers back in the 40s and 60s that <laughs> you're? I'm gonna tell
1: you right now, Mac Brazel might very well be a drug dealer. I don't know. Just a quick disclaimer:
2: Necronomopod does not support or encourage the use of mushrooms. It's very true. Yeah, I, Just wanted to clarify. But if you that. do,
1: then awesome, good for you, <laughs> enjoy. For sure.
2: So, how far after July 3rd are we at this point? Are we a couple of days later? We're at July 5th. Okay, so only two days. Believe later. this all yeah. this
1: whole story like happens
0: in like within like a week.
2: It's like eight days. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I yeah. couldn't tell if there was a substantial time delay there.
0: Yeah, so we're at we're at July fifth right now. That's pretty quick in getting someone to come out and investigate. Yeah, and I think it's just For because you know, I mean that's like highly competent people right at this place. And I and you're I, talking
1: about the motherfucker who's sitting in a shack eating beans and crackers no, no. the highly competent
0: person. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the airfield. Gotcha. <laughs> And that's what makes it so weird about how they handled this initially. That And it's just bizarre. They stumbled. Yeah. yeah. So the next morning on July 5th, they go out to look at the wreckage. Marcel described it as that he was very surprised at the amount of the debris. Later, he realized that the materials were something that he had never seen before.
1: Marcel, again, being Jesse Marcel, who was... With the Air Force Base. Right. Him and, and then
0: Cav Cabot was an and intelligence Cavett. officer. Yeah.
1: Major Jesse Marcel and Cav Cabot, the intelligence officer. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: Marcel was the chief intelligence officer, wasn't he? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: There's just a lot of names in the story, so it's, yeah, it's I like hard to try to keep you straight.
0: straight. What they found were pieces of very thin, very light, and very strong aluminum-like metal that could not be bent, cut, scratched, or burned. They also found many thin I beams that were about 18 to 30 inches long. They were also extremely light um, and could not be damaged. The I beams also had writing on them that was described to be like a pinkish purple color, but wasn't, uh, it was just like intelligible yeah. stuff. Um, they also found thread like wire that could not be damaged, a seamless black box that could not be opened. That's what they found. That's a
2: little out there already. How do you explain that? Right? If it's true, if it's true. Because I think we find later that Marcel likes to tell
0: some tall tales. Yeah, right? well, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. This is another... We, we were talking about how it's strange on how they handled things. Um, there were just people living in the area that were showing up to look at the red wreckage and touching it and shit. Like There were little kids out there grabbing stuff and playing with Cause it. Because by now the
1: word had spread and that this right. was out there. And I'm not sure it's a big event. Yeah. Well, for poor Mac Brazel was just trying to find people to help him move shit.
0: But you would figure two high-up intelligence officers would like lock this down... You know, take this a little more serious.
1: No matter what this was, it was a poorly run, like, investigation. Right, yeah. And you would think, like you had said, coming from a reputable Air Force base, they might have treated this a little differently.
2: Right. Which makes you think that if the alien story was the cover-up and it was just, you know, government weapons testing or something like that, they'd have been a lot
0: quicker out of the gate trying to get this stuff out of there and make the story go away. Right. Yeah. And again, just kind of just not, not really caring about stuff. Marcel and Cavett loaded up some of the debris and put it into the trunk of Marcel's car. And then <laughs> Cavett took some of the debris home with him and woke up his wife and his child that night to come look at the wreckage and, and play around with it. <laughs> so one of the descriptions of the metal is that they were able to squeeze it and
2: it would return back to its shape like... Fluid metal. Yeah. Kind of like the T-1000 in Terminator (laughs) 2. Right. (laughs) Like
0: crazy stuff. Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, they said it would, yeah, you could just like crunch it up into a ball and it would just come back. Yeah. uh, It's a T-1000 model. And I mean, I guess you could make the argument that at this time it wasn't classified yet. And it was probably going to be soon. It was going to be classified real quick, and they were never going to get to look at it again. So he took it out there to show his wife and his kid, like, hey, look at this crazy shit, because you're not going to see it again after this. Nor is anyone else. Later, according to Cavett's wife, Mary Cavett, um, Jesse Mar- Marcel had kept a piece of the wreckage for himself, and during one of their weekly bridge games, they had a weekly bridge game that they played, that, I think I believe this is on July 6th, Jesse and Cav spent some time trying to figure out a way to damage the metal. They had put it on, they, they were trying to burn it, whatever, they heated up a pot of boiling water on the stove and were throwing it in boiling water, like just... Completely Doing whatever they could just to yeah try to fuck it up but no, no care if this is like radioactive or what this really is they were just fucking around with it and then Cav reminded Marcel that the wreckage they had was now considered to be top secret and they shouldn't have any on them anymore Yeah, maybe not. Right? and according to Mary the the two of them went outside with the metal and came back in the house with nothing. So it sounds like they just whipped it off into the Looking desert. And Mary, the it. keep your mouth shut.
1: <laughs> what the hell you ratting these guys out for?
0: So is this from a book later that Mary makes this claim? This is all Stanton Friedman. Okay, the tracked there. Like once Jesse Marcel told Stan Friedman the story, mm-hmm. then he went and tracked it. him, and Bill Moore went and tracked everybody down. Okay, and because they they wrote well, Bill Moore wrote the book, and Stan Friedman co-authored okay. it. And this is this is the other part of this story that's just really strange on how they handled it. On July 8th, 1947, the Army released an official statement stating they had recovered a flying saucer and they named Jesse Marcel as the person who recovered it. Um, The statement also said that Marcel was transporting the wreckage to higher headquarters for further study. So who wrote that statement? And why would they just put it out there to the public like that?
2: And I'm sure it goes nationwide immediately, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. My So this kind of, I'll just jump into it a little bit now, I guess. I, my theory is that this was some kind of government test that was happening that they did not want people to know about. They told them to put out some kind of other story, and somehow down the chain of command, it got interpreted as, call it a flying saucer, when higher-ups heard that they said that, they probably retracted and said, "No, no, no, no. That's not what we wanted you to say. We wanted you to cover it up, but not don't say flying saucer because now we got to deal with that." Right. And then that's kind of what happened. That's that's my own theory about this in my head.
0: Yeah, well, I'll go into it later, but I, I kind of think that this was almost like a happy accident that they said flying saucer because then it gives them the ability to spread further disinformation.
1: So you think it might have been a mistake that they said it.
0: Yeah. They probably shouldn't have kind of agreeing with me. Right. But then it was like,
1: oh, we'll let people believe that then. And we can just kind of take it all mm-hmm. taking away from this actual whatever it might be test that we're doing. That's right. exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah,
0: I would agree with that. So and like you said, it, it went nationwide. And Frank Joyce got in back back in touch with Mac Brazel, and for, and he got in touch with him for an interview about what he had found. And in this interview, Frank Joyce claims that Mac said that there were little people that were dead in the wreckage. Joyce said that he pressed Mac, saying that the government tested rockets with monkeys, and maybe that's what he saw were dead monkeys out in the desert. And Mac insisted that they weren't monkeys, um, and they weren't human. And according to Joy, shortly before Mac's interview was to air, the station got a phone call from the secretary for the FCC, and the call was warning the station that if they aired the interview, they would have their broadcasting license revoked, citing national security reasons.
1: So Mac Brazel, the guy who lived in the shack, who mm-hmm. first discovered this wreckage, right, tried to casually get his sheep to walk past it. They wouldn't. Went to a bar, mentioned the wreckage, never once brought up people. Or beings or creatures. Now he does this interview with Frank Joyce, the radio guy, and is talking about little creatures, right?
0: But this is also Frank Joyce saying this years and years, years later. later.
1: Because the interview actually never aired. Right. Because, because maybe the his FCC career stopped had waned at
2: in. that point and he was embellishing to try to...
1: Art Bell would have aired the fucking interview. <laughs> and he'd have told him to kiss his ass, he's airing it. And they would have knocked him off they, the air. They would have knocked That's him off right. the air like they did that one That's time. Right. And he would have got back on and kept going.
0: <laughs> Backup
1: generator. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good episode, people. <laughs> you guys, go listen I, to Art Bell. I was
2: so close. I was about 20 miles away from Pahrump last week, and I wanted to detour to see if I could go find Art's old house, but I never made it over there. That would have been awesome. That would have been cool.
0: Joyce also claims that they received another phone call from Senator Dennis Chavez with the same warning about national security. And I, I get it. If something crashed out there, I, it would be a national security issue. No matter what
1: it is, we're yeah. probably
0: sure. Look what happened with War of the Worlds. People freaked out over, you know. That's think, a good story. Yeah. People freaked out over that. The subject of the bodies is the most debated and just contradictory part of the story. Some accounts say that the aliens are still alive. Some say that they were hanging out of the wreckage or found in the field away from the wreckage. Some say there weren't bodies at all. Well, I know they found a body because I saw it in Independence
2: Day when...
1: Another
0: Shul Independence Smith Day was reference? Out
2: there,
1: Yeah. Now, if we're going to talk about true
2: stories, I believe that one. <laughs> It's so what they alien technology they used to attack the motherships and save planet Earth. Yep. So we could declare our independence. <laughs> and
0: there was the second autopsy. Time. The second time. Remember back in the nineties, the, oh, the autopsy? autopsy. Yeah. That's on Netflix. Is that a movie? No, it was like a. What was it? It was on Fox, right? It was like a. It was a joke. is what it was. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't real.
1: <laughs> Fox would never do that.
2: I think it was the same guys that made the uh, the Faces of Death movie. Was it? Yeah, I think it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was like They went a, through and explained how they
2: faked everything.
0: It was a special. It was supposed to be like f- actual footage from the Roswell <laughs> An autopsy. autopsy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on <laughs> Netflix. It's hilarious. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. That might be worth checking out. Yeah,
2: it's only like a half hour long yeah. or whatever. It's like secret smuggled footage that they got out of the
1: yeah.
2: out of Area 51. Is that where they said they had the bodies? Yeah, something like that.
1: Wasn't Fox the same station that I'll, that used to do like Secrets of Pro Wrestling Revealed? And That's, secrets of magic reveal yeah. and all that bullshit. That's kind of like did they do that one too? Probably.
0: That's kind of what this is like. Yeah. yeah. They would they would get
1: alleged former professional wrestlers and put them under hoods, and then they would have <laughs> they would they would give all the secrets away on how to do it.
2: Oh, I know, I know what you're you talking, know what I'm talking about. about. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and magicians they, and stuff. And they like would do that. the ones and they would give away yeah. all the secrets of the right. business just to get the rating
0: spike and right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what this is like. I remember watching it as a kid.
2: Oh, yeah, It was cool. It was
0: cool. Yeah. And I watched it. The, I watched it. I want to say it was like only like four or five months ago. I watched yeah. it, and Angie came out in the living She's like, What the fuck are you watching? <laughs> it's Fucking all alien sh- autopsy. What does it look like? You
1: mean this long, and you guys have been together? She's still shocked or, by the things that you watch. Well, no, it's all
0: <laughs> shitty because it's like this guy wearing a leather jacket, and he's like he like walks around the corner, right. and he's like narrating it and stuff. She's like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. Oh, we need to
1: make a video like that one time.
0: I mean, and then in um, Day After Roswell, Philip Corso's book, supposedly one of the aliens was still alive and a soldier came around and and shot it, like freaked out and shot it. And everyone's like, what the fuck? You can't just start shooting stuff like it's really there's a lot of different stories and there is a lot of different. That was in whose book, Philip Corso? Yeah, day after Roswell. But he
1: was—he kind of took some like liberties with all the stories. Oh, right? his is
0: like an action like, movie. He turns this into like a bit like a sci-fi action type thing. Oh yeah, it's a good book. But it's does entertaining. he sell
1: it as like truth, like non-fiction?
0: Oh yeah, he sells yeah. it as complete truth. There's a, um, if anybody has the coast to coast subscription, there's a good episode with him. It's like three hours long, talking really? about Roswell. Yeah. <laughs> The, but the, the the general consensus on the bodies, as far as what they looked like, would be like your classic gray, short, like three feet tall, big head, the slant, like almond, you know, slanted eyes. Like what we
1: was discovered in the Betty and Barney Hill one, kind of.
0: Yeah. What they allegedly right. saw.
2: Is this the first time that description
0: came out, the gray? The, if, if you believe the people that say that there were bodies, this would be it. But okay. this didn't come out until after, after Betty and Barney Hill said, because the, the book was written later, right? So they so, very
2: well could have yeah, adopted the the Hills' description, right? Okay. Yeah, that makes if, sense. It,
0: Realistically, Betty and Barney Hill would be the first time that okay. that yeah. the actual description of the, the modern day, you know, the gray alien would yeah. be. Um, so, like
1: looking back at like the movie Independence Day, that's a spinoff of a gray. Like, the alien they use in that? Or is that just a completely their own adaptation? I don't even remember what it looks like, to it's be honest. bigger, wasn't it? It was bigger. Like, it wasn't like a short... And it, and it yeah. had... Didn't have, like, almost tentacles, kind of? Hmm. Am I misremembering that?
0: Yeah, I don't really remember. The grays just kind of look like... They weren't technically grays in, in, in Independence Day. So maybe I, I don't know. They're just little... Little gray people. Yeah. With big head and black eyes. Oh, yeah. And these fucking things. Not the same. I will say I'm not a fan of looking at pictures of aliens. Yeah, never mind. That's not.
1: Oh, is that what they look like? Yeah, allegedly.
0: <laughs> I don't even remember that.
2: I just remember Randy what Quaid is, blowing them up. What
1: does he say? Welcome to planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: punches that alien. It's
0: ridiculous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did you say you're not a fan of looking at alien pictures? Yeah, no. Really? I'm not.
0: No, it's, they scare me. Hmm. Yeah, there's um there was something I was we were watching not that long ago, Angie and I. Or she was watching Unsolved Mysteries and I and I walked out and there was like an alien abduction one and someone like drew their representation of what was oh, happening. I was like, well, I don't I don't love that. I don't even like looking at that. <laughs> yeah, for as much as I love aliens, I I don't don't That's like picture of them. Not a fan. And Unsolved That's Mysteries is one of
2: the best shows ever.
0: Yeah. I believe we've discussed that on here. Allegedly, Glenn Dennis, who was a mortician at the Ballard Funeral Home in Roswell, received multiple calls from the Roswell AAF asking about the availability of small caskets, like childrens size caskets. That's crazy. Hmm. Again, it all
1: came out way later, right? Like, this mm-hmm. is... Yeah. There was um, a lot of time to put, come up with a story in your head for something like this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also claims to have received calls asking about what chemicals to use to preserve bodies, specifically ones that have been exposed to the elements. But mm. the calls he was receiving, because the AAF had a mortician, and wouldn't he, the, I mean, those were highly competent people out there. Yeah, right. Wouldn't he know what chemicals you would to think, use? You would
1: think. But couldn't that question also be... Related to any other testing that the air for uh the army was doing at the time, like that doesn't necessarily mean they were because of aliens. You know, like like it was reported that it could have been monkeys or they were trying to use the the chemicals on some of the dummies they were testing on to see what would preserve. Yeah, like I don't I don't know if it necessarily means that they were for aliens. He might very well have gotten those questions. It does make sense that they would go to the their mortician that was on. The base, right. as opposed to him. yeah. But I don't think necessarily because they're asking him those questions, that means it involved little alien creatures from this crash. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Sticking with the timeline of, of witness statements, Dr. Lejeune Foster, um, she was a highly accredited neurosurgeon and she was a former undercover FBI agent during World War II. She supposedly was brought in to study the nervous system of the alien bodies that they've recovered. So she was obviously very creeped out by the experience and claimed that if she said anything about what she had seen, that her medical license would be revoked and she would be killed.
1: When did she make these claims? Is that also later? Yeah, but I mean... And when did Stanton Friedman's book come out? um, So like this research
0: was done... In the '70s, yeah, and the book so came we'll out in thirty 1980. years later. Yeah, and the book came out in 1980. Okay,
1: did she ever say what she saw?
0: She said this. Her thing was the same as all the other reports: like three feet tall, big head, big eyes, the whole deal.
1: Was she told to say that? By maybe, who? Maybe that was the cover up. Is that she's just being told this is what you'll, you'll say and you'll. You're going to be shaking... Like, she, maybe she was legit sh- shaken up by what she saw. Right. But they said, okay, tell them this. You know, when I, you're ready to talk, tell them this.
2: I guess tell that would them. be covering up, you know, in 1978, government technology from 30 years prior. I don't know. Does the but was it still technology or, or
1: was it what they were doing? Yeah.
2: yeah, that's a good point. It just seems like I can... Imagine a couple people telling these tall tales, but there's a lot of people with these stories. I just can't imagine all these people made everything up.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think that everybody made stuff up here. I think there's just a lot of, uh, and you got to think too, a lot. Some of these people, like the people telling these stories. A lot of it's like secondhand, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, my, my grandfather was there that day and this right. is what he told me,
1: you know, kind of thing. So and are those the people reporting to Stanton Friedman? Some, some of them, of these a cases? lot of them,
0: yeah. And then going off of being threatened with, with death or whatever, Sher- Sheriff Wilcox was also accused of threatening local citizens and like he was ordered to by the AAF.
1: From whatever they might have seen at yeah, the crash just,
0: site or... right. Hmm. And the whole thing. So now
1: he's taking it seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After he brushed off uh, Mac.
0: Regardless of what actually happened, it's a small town and things were quiet. And now all of a sudden you have the full force of the government swarming on him, you know, and his family and friends said it just absolutely ruined his life. Hmm. I mean, that can be a lot of pressure. Yeah. The stress of everything. You go from,
1: you know, small town, little, you know, what are you dealing with on a daily basis? Right. Right store thefts and stuff like that sure. and then all of a sudden you have the federal government coming in and dictating everything you do yep I'd probably quit too.
0: Later on Mac also claimed that on July 9th he was taken by army officials to retract his whole statement that he had given about finding the debris created by a flying saucer. Mac had now changed his story to what he found was a was rubber scotch tape printed with flowers, sticks and tinfoil okay it's like a children's kite eh? right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that the sheep were afraid of that everyone uh uh that that he didn't know what it was that couldn't bend or break
0: which i and, and i don't it's a kid's kite it's like why did you why do you have to make him look like a fool i mean obviously he didn't make this whole thing up about a kid's kite you know i mean that's a little silly it's like why i don't know they just kind of made him look Look looked pretty silly. But did they ever release
2: that statement, or is this just him telling us later? No, they
0: released okay. that it was basically like a weather balloon. Yeah. At the same time that Mac Brazel had backtracked on his story and they got him to, to change it, Jesse Marcel had loaded up four packages of the debris onto a B-29, which was headed to Wright-Patterson Airfield in Dayton, Ohio and that's another thing that you can kind of hang that that goes to it was something more than a weather balloon because Wright Patterson at the time was the location for the um the foreign technology division mm-hmm. so they they back-engineered everything that was coming out of uh, Germany right so If there was something that we didn't know about, it would make sense for it to go out there so they could take a look at it. But probably no need to take weather balloons out there. Uh, Right, like make this big of a deal out of it. And so Philip Corso, who we were talking about earlier, that wrote the book The Day After Roswell, he was an Army officer who worked with the research and development team out there. And he claims... That in 1961, he was given the files detailing what the government had recovered in Roswell and was instructed to filter this technology from the military into everyday society. So he's claiming that stuff like lasers, Wi-Fi, or what, you know, now we have Wi-Fi. Right. Um, like the Kevlar bulletproof vest came from the metal, like, that we were able to reverse engineer. How amazing would that be if it was true? Right? Like touch screens and supposedly all this shit that we have now Mm. came from this, according to Philip Corso, who was known to embellish in his nonfiction book. Yeah. He's, he's the gentleman that wrote that we opened fire on aliens that were still alive (laughs) in the crash. (laughs) It's not very nice of us. Um, in the middle of, The B-29 going to Wright-Patterson, it was redirected to Fort Worth, Texas. And as soon as they landed, Marcel reported to General Roger Ramey and gave him the packages of the debris, which Ramey placed on his desk. Ramey then asked Marcel to come into another room and show him on a map exactly where they found the wreckage. Marcel claims that when they went back into Ramey's office, the four packages of the debris were gone and were replaced by clean but completely destroyed parts of a weather balloon. Uh Aha. So that's where the famous picture comes from that was posted in the newspaper with Marcel. With the weather balloon. Right. Not the actual parts that
1: were found on
0: Matt Brazel's land. Right. Marcel also claimed that he overheard Ramey on the telephone saying that the official story would be that it was a weather balloon that crashed. Ian, what are your thoughts on that? I I, <laughs> I hate the term weather balloon. <laughs> to this day, yes. you, you start
1: getting like the twitch when you hear weather balloon.
0: Yep. Weather balloon and swamp gas.
2: So far, listeners start tweeting you and Instagramming you that they believe it's a weather balloon is what
0: happened. I might have to block them. You'll have to wow. them. Wow. <laughs> We're already going to the
2: blocking Blocking them.
1: Damn. You heard that last time. If you really want to get blocked, just tell them how much you hate Kanye West (laughs) and his uggo shoes. (laughs) So they they put out Weather Balloon, official statement, final answer. This is what they're going with. They had Marcel pose with it, even reluctantly, maybe. He posed with the Weather Balloon, and that's what was put out.
0: And that was the end of the story.
1: And they're playing it off as, look at these dumb hicks. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It's a weather balloon. Right. And made them all look like idiots mm-hmm. for whatever the
0: situation was. And that, that was the end of the story until until nineteen seventy eight <laughs> when Jesse Marcel was tracked down by Stanton Freeman and he co wrote the book with uh with Bill Moore two years later.
1: And so and this was what nineteen seventy eight? So we're talking what, 40, thirty years later. Huh? Yeah. And then, so Stanton just is going to start tracking down Marcel and anybody else he can get a hold of that was a part of it. Once he
0: got the story from. from And this is where we get some of that
1: second and third hand accounts as well. Right. But then he got the story from Marcel about being forced to pose for the weather balloon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And so he tracked down as many witnesses as he could and got signed statements for the book. But I mean, anybody can sign a piece of paper and say they're telling the truth. Yeah. What does that mean?
1: Yeah. That any of those people get kickbacks on the book? No. And there was no compensation no, for any of uh-uh. it? And by this time, you know, these people aren't necessarily feeling any pressure from the government. They're, you know, they're not having people breathe down their necks. So they might just say whatever, you know, if Stanton Friedman maybe was hinting at what he thought was actually happening, maybe they were just agreeable and went along with it and signed, you know, these, for all, for the, the you know, for what we're hearing about this, you know, they might've just been easygoing people who, you know, just wanted to go along with the story and not have any trouble or not have anybody breathing down their neck. Well, I
2: mean, people like to make interviewers happy sometimes. So if right.
1: Kind of was hinting what he wanted to hear. The easy way at what I was trying to yeah. get out of my mouth and was <laughs> not doing it. No, you did it fine. The Miller Lite goes in easy. It doesn't help me come out with words easy. Miller Lite is not an official sponsor of this podcast, but if they're interested, we're listening. <laughs> We are at Necronomapod. Big fan, big fans. Please reach out. <laughs> we would love to have you as a sponsor. That would be a good sponsor. That'd be fantastic. Uh, yeah. Not that our sponsors currently aren't fantastic. Just for Coffee yeah. and Beardology. Well, Bud Light, if you
2: want to sponsor us, we'll lie and talk about how good your beer is. <laughs> if you want to sponsor. But.
1: Also that. Or quarters. Any beer out there <laughs> that wants to sponsor us, please just contact us. We would love to drink you. Natty Light. Bush
2: Light. I know of a barbecue shack in uh, Texas that maybe wants to send some samples, too.
1: I would love to try. I don't know how good it's going to be through the mail. (laughs) Shipping dry ice? Well, beard's good, too. We'll take that as well. (laughs) Barbecue and beer. Coffee and beard oil. The best sponsors in the world.
0: It's worth noting with Jesse Marcel that he is known to be... Dabbling in drugs. (laughs) He's like... (laughs) He's a little bit of a a storyteller, so much so that it was included into his military file that he exaggerates the truth. Now, people come back and say that it was added later or that military files are known to be inaccurate at times but then they want to use military files and stuff as proof so it's there's so much contradiction and by by saying it was added after you mean that the military might have
1: added after this whole roswell incident that he's been known to exaggerate to make it look like his story you just can't trust right to discredit who got a hold of his military file though friedman and how did he do that he's the best in the business
0: (laughs) yeah interesting he originally told told Stanton Friedman that he actually flew the B twenty nine to Wright Patterson that got um, the one that was that went to Fort Worth that got right. redirected to Fort Fort Worth. He was never a pilot, and he also claimed that he had shot down five enemy aircraft in World War II.
1: Everyone likes to be the hero of their own story.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, but he was not a pilot that's been proven that he those are just those aren't even like stretching the truth it's right. just flat out lie yeah um i mean at
2: that point you have to discount
0: the rest of his testimony on this story i think right i don't i don't i mean he was there they put out the army the army put out the official yeah, statement that he, was, he there. was there and recovered a flying disc is what they put out i just feel
1: like from what i've heard about him he just embellishes his his own self-worth and his, his own stories. Mm. It makes it suspect, though.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, the only thing, I mean, he never changed what they had found, like the bracket. He was he stuck with that. Yeah. Okay. But like you said, I think, you know, he just wanted to make himself be, be the way hero more of important, the story. Right. Yeah. right.
1: We're going to talk about a bunch of theories that now have kind of come out of the Roswell story. Uh, including the weather balloon. Right. All right. We'll 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 get into that right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
0: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline.
2: We like to drink beer, a lot of it. After a long night of drinking and talking crime and conspiracies, there's nothing that wakes us up and gets us ready to start the day better than just brew coffee. With a great selection of roast levels to choose from, you're guaranteed to find one that suits your style. Small batch roasted to highlight the unique features of each coffee bean, Just Brew Coffee caters to both casual and hardcore coffee drinkers alike. Since 2010, Just Brew Coffee has worked tirelessly to perfect the roasting process and technique, which has resulted in seriously delicious, always flavorful, and never bitter tasting coffee. If you're already drinking JBC, raise your mug. If you're not, raise your standards. Check them out on social media and remember, they roast, you just brew. Check out their new online store at youjustbrew.com and up your coffee game today. Use code
0: NECRO15 to receive 15% off your order of 2 pounds or more. Before we get into some theories, I want to kind of I want to debunk this this whole weather balloon nonsense. Roswell AAF launched two weather balloons a day. Jesse Marcel and Cavcav would have 100% known what a weather balloon looked like. Mac Brazel also knew exactly what a weather balloon looked like because they flew over Foster's Ranch constantly. So, when did the initial weather balloon report come out?
2: So they retracted the flying saucer one, put out a new press release with a picture, and said it
0: was it was weather a weather balloons. balloon again. This right. was all within. It was about a eight week days. later, right? Okay, eight yeah, days. this is all. Yeah, eight days about like 50 years later the the government doubled down the whole weather balloon thing in a 1000-page report titled the Roswell report fact versus fiction in the New Mexico desert it's almost like the um like any report that the government puts out like that it's so long it, like, no one's really reading in this minutia. yeah what prompted them to do this that's what i was going to ask i think Where it's just like all the hype around it I think
1: this was just one last government. Fuck you. Like, out of nowhere, we put out a thousand page report telling you all how you're wrong. It's a weather balloon and you're stupid if you don't. Yeah. With
2: us. Or was there a new secretary of the Air Force or something like that? Just
0: Yeah. I mean, I this wonder. would have been the 90s. So yeah. maybe with that whole, um, like that autopsy thing being aired on TV. Maybe that's what You're about giving us. credit yeah. to Fox for this, for the autopsy uh, show? I mean. We're giving them credit for this? I mean, you know about it. Everybody in the world at least has heard of it. You've you know? heard of Roswell. Yeah. But basically what they said in this report was that they didn't really get into Roswell at all in this report. They just detailed Project Mogul, which Project Mogul was pretty much like a beefed up weather balloon that they would put up into the atmosphere. And it had high powered microphones on it and it could detect sound waves And the thought was, or the hope of it was, that it would be able to detect if the Soviet Union was testing nuclear weapons Hmm. and what they were doing. So, see, it
1: wasn't a weather balloon. It was a high-powered weather balloon, Ian.
0: Right. But they made this out to be like it was some secret, like top secret program. But it it wasn't. Everybody knew about it. It was Hmm. talked about in Roswell newspapers like a week before. um, I think
1: people are misremembering.
0: No. No. You sound like you work for the government now. (laughs) They. um, What do you think I'm here on the show? What's uh, my purpose on the show? To spread
1: disinformation. Yeah. People do drugs, man. And when they do drugs, (laughs) they see things and then they think it's real. It was proven in the Hills episode. Mac Brazel lived on a farm where they literally grew marijuana. Okay. So, they're growing
0: marijuana out in the New Mexico desert. Absolutely.
1: What does marijuana have to do with drugs? Well, it's just part of, Dave. It's it's just it's a slippery slope from there. It's a, uh. it's a plant, buddy. It's not a <laughs>
2: drug.
0: Still. But yeah, I mean, there was it was in the news reports of what mogul was. There was no it wasn't a top secret it was nothing thing. secret People And if even, and if it was top secret and then declassified, there would be tons and tons of paperwork out there about it, you know? In the, like the FBI.gov things, and there's really nothing on Project Mogul anywhere, hmm. besides just a little bit of information. So they said that that was it; they were done with the with with Roswell. It was a it was a balloon. <laughs> but so then two years later, they came out with another report called the Roswell Report: Case Closed.
2: Why did they do this?
1: <laughs>
0: Dude, it's another big fuck you? Yeah. Um,
2: Are they just fucking with people? They think it's funny, maybe. I... I don't know. (laughs) It's just tweaking all these UFO guys.
0: This one actually might have been a response to the, to the autopsy thing because this one. I think you uh, guys are giving that documentary. (laughs) That
1: I and quote documentary way too much credit.
0: They Played it off as real back then. Mm
1: -hmm. They played all those shows off as real.
0: (laughs) So this one addressed the bodies and this report claimed that they were tests. They were test dummies used in operation. High dive. Now, Operation High Dive was where they were testing out high altitude parachutes. They did use monkeys sometimes, but then they switched over to the test dummies.
1: PETA got to them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's back. not, it's not, a uh, it's pretty shitty that they were just shooting these monkeys out of the side of basically a rocket. Yeah, cause they were like, oh, yeah. Out.
1: They were fucking, it's crazy not to think that they're testing this stuff. Yeah. But you're gonna go like shoot a rocket into space and then. Uh, eject them from the ship and expect these parachutes to possibly land back down at Earth.
0: Yeah.
2: Have you guys ever seen the the Joseph Kittinger videos on YouTube? No. It was the guy that Mm-mm. they, similar to this, the uh, parachuting out of balloons at the edge of the atmosphere from like 20 miles up. Ugh. It's insane. Check it out. Scott.
1: They really did it? Yeah, this guy
2: did it. He free fell 20 miles That's from the edge crazy. of space. Holy the videos are amazing. Joseph Kittinger, oh, American hero. Yeah, that's and wild. Huge, giant, fucking balls to jump out of a, a balloon and uh, yeah. parachute
1: that far down. Just skydiving in general, fucking. I well, couldn't do yeah. it. Have you don't, done it? No, no, no. Fuck no. No. <laughs>
0: Officially, a bunch of pansies in this room. We're not gonna do it. <laughs> fuck that.
1: Feet on the ground.
0: I don't even like flying in an airplane, so
1: it's not pleasant. It's just there's no control. Yeah. Like you feel the like the plane move like turbulence and you're just like well there's literally nothing I can do <laughs> if yeah, this thing goes down going. like this is it like I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna die
0: yeah probably yeah that's it so yeah so they did use monkeys at some sometimes the dummy if if you believe the bodies that people say that they saw that they were like three feet tall you know the the grays it doesn't line up because the dummies that were used were six feet tall and they weighed 170 pounds. Hmm. But the the biggest thing, and this is a straight fuck you from the government, which is absolutely ridiculous. Operation High Dive didn't even start until nineteen fifty three, so the explanation is just that people are just remembering it wrong. Yeah,
1: people want to believe that there was aliens, so they're 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 mixing up their information.
0: That's there. It's like trying to change your reality. It's telling you. I think
1: it's the government telling you what the reality is because you're confused.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's ridiculous.
1: There's, people back then were confused. They were mixing up their story. They got papers once a month. They're not keeping all this information They straight. had no electricity, for right. Christ's sake.
0: Beans and crackers in a shack. <laughs> you might be a disinformation agent, for real. Damn. <laughs> he's, he's like, no, there. fuck you. I'm not even joking right now. You might. <laughs> <laughs> you might be. You might be. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's just... They, it's it's ridiculous yeah and it's a it makes silly no sense. and i don't understand i mean maybe i don't know i don't understand why they came out with all these reports because it just made it look even worse in my opinion
1: when no one was really paying attention to this they keep putting out these reports yeah and then people are like well what the fuck are these guys this doesn't make sense
0: right so let's dive into some theories theories the... are
1: my favorite parts of so the let's show. just uh-huh. start it off with what actually happened
0: what do you mean? Like the what, first theory? Oh, this is what you believe? I think so.
1: Something close to this. Yeah, yes.
0: well, something. I agree with you to a degree in on this one. So the first theory we'll we'll go over is the Nazi Bell theory. We'll go into it later. The Nazis they had they were into so much. Hitler was into so much occult shit, and I mean obviously they were very advanced in their rocket technology and stuff. That's why we grabbed up all those scientists. But supposedly, the Nazi bell would be a 10-foot-wide, 12-foot-high, anti-gravity bell-shaped craft that was combining rocket and helicopter technology. It was created by the Nazis and fell into the hands of the U.S. government in 1943, who further developed the project.
2: Hmm, I've never heard of this.
0: And so allegedly, the bell crashed at Roswell, and that, that kicked off the whole thing. So the the whole thing comes from an author named Igor Watowski. He allegedly was shown classified transcripts in August of 1997 by an anonymous Polish intelligence officer who said that he had access to Polish government documents regarding Nazi secret weapons. So this
1: this theory is within the last
0: 20-some years. Yeah. This is a newer theory, relatively speaking. The transcripts supposedly were from an interrogation of an unnamed German SS officer. Wachowski claims that he was only allowed to transcribe the documents. It was not allowed to make any copies. There's no evidence that any of this is accurate. He could have just made this completely up. Right. So, yeah. And like you said, this is a newer thing. And there's um like the history channel like the ancient aliens and and different things like that they they really get into the bell theory a lot hmm. but supposedly the bell had around the bottom of it had weird symbols okay
1: which would be like the hieroglyphics that they
0: allegedly saw right when they saw the damage right hmm. there's no real proof that they were that they were you know i mean they were working on pretty high advanced stuff for the time. But I mean, anti-gravity is a little,
1: even if it's not the the actual Nazi bell theory, I just think we're talking at a time just out of world war two, getting right into the cold war. You know, um, there's the threat of nuclear war now happening. I think that the government was testing something with new technology. They might've found from, from, you know, the defeat of the Nazis, they were testing something doing things that they did not want the American people to know about, be it they were sending actual people in right. these tests or whatever it might be, and then it all became a clusterfuck of a cover-up that somehow, like you might have said, maybe it was a, a good accident that they got onto the aliens and UFOs because then we, we still don't actually know what it was being tested. Right. So I don't know if it's necessarily the Nazi bell theory, but it was something I think along those lines. That's my thought on what this all was.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no proof that the Nazi Bell really even existed, right? You know, right? Because there's theories on it too as what it was. Was there are some people that think the Nazi Bell was like a a super weapon they were working on that would just absolutely just wreck everything, like stronger than a, a nuclear mm. bomb. And then some people think it's an air. It was an aircraft. So, okay. yeah, Mike, I'm I, I think I'm with you. I'm gonna reserve judgment until we get through all the theories, though. Yeah. But I mean, that's like we said, like I said earlier, Operation Paperclip was they were going hard on that, right? At this right. time with the Nazi scientists. Um, another, this is a real popular theory that the crash was that it was actually the Russians that caused this crash. So, in a book written by Annie Jacobson titled called Area Fifty One, she has interviews with scientists and engineers who supposedly worked in Area Fifty One. It completely goes against the alien story and puts forth a theory that Stalin was inspired by Orson Welles' radio adaption of H.G. Wells' novel, War of the Worlds, which caused mass hysteria when it was aired. That aired when? 1938. 38.
2: So people heard it on the radio and they thought aliens were really right. invading.
0: So, according to the book, after the Soviet Union seized from Germany at the end of the war, a jet-propelled, single-wing Horton Ho two twenty nine, and it was said to be the for the forerunner of the modern B two stealth bomber. So, there's a lot of people out there who think that Hitler that they invented stealth, right? And it this is it gets a little little far fetched here. Famous Nazi doctor, Joseph Mengele, who conducted a lot of really bizarre, disgusting experiments on, especially um, Jewish the, twins. Yeah, and the prisoners yeah. in the internment camp. They called yeah. him the Angel of Death. Yep. Supposedly, Stalin took him in after the war and put him up to taking mentally challenged children and disform them, load them up into this space or into this aircraft, and crash it out in the New Mexico desert to create a War of the World style panic.
1: He was trying to scare Americans.
0: Right. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, when was this book put out? Not that long ago.
2: Cause it sounds strangely familiar to a movie from the 70s called The Boys from Brazil. Have you ever seen that? Uh-uh. It's about Joseph Mengele uh, creating like test-tube Hitler babies on saved Hitler DNA. Interesting and trying to um kind of replicate Hitler's upbringing to see if he could create another (laughs) Hitler. That's kind (laughs) of wow, this is kind of similar. I don't know, seems like that might be where this came from.
0: Well, I mean, there is some, there's like this is like, I mean, there's like little bits of truth in here. I mean, Mengele did do, some of the experiments were where he was, there was a couple where he was like adding pieces of skull to kids to make their heads bigger, and it was... Oh, yeah, he was fucked up. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty, it's disgusting, but yeah, I don't, I don't is, believe... I, I, don't, I don't
1: believe this one. Yeah, I, I don't either. It's also pretty fucked up to think about. It's just nonsense. Just, yeah, him and, and yeah. I, I mean, from what, what I remember, theory.
2: Mengele was running all over, it was in Argentina, and Trying to keep ahead of the Nazi hunters and stuff during yeah, so I don't
0: know. Yeah, I don't. Seems implausible. So though, I mean, those are the two most popular theories out there. It was either the Russians or we were testing Nazi stuff.
1: That's some dark shit.
0: Mm. Let's get to a fun one. So this this is the one
1: Dave probably believes.
0: (laughs) This one, the crash was actually the devil coming to Earth.
1: Oh,
2: that's plausible.
0: This theory comes from echoesofenoc.com, which is one of
1: those fun Heaven's Gate type websites. It's that like burns your retinas. What to
0: look at? It's probably the one, of, it's one of the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> it's got the yellow, it's got a yellow background, <laughs> and you can with red lettering rest
1: assured. We will post this website for people to check out on the Twitter.
0: There's a spinning UFO up at the top of it, <laughs> of course. There is. I mean, this website just goes on forever, and I mean, it's there's so much information on this website, it's ridiculous. Um, but it's basically all Bible verses that support this theory. So the guy that runs this website in 2003, he moved him and his wife from Detroit out to Roswell, and he opened up his own museum right across the street from the UFO Research Center. <laughs> That probably wasn't a smart decision, <laughs> no. Because I'm sure, the locals love that. Yeah, his big thing was that he was offended by the theory that we were created by aliens instead of God, because that's a con- that's a common theory out there, For the especially UFO like in the ancient alien stuff and, mm. that aliens created us, right? That we were kind of a like from Prometheus. Yeah, like we were like a test thing yeah. to see how we would turn out.
2: You remember Prometheus? You saw Prometheus, right?
0: Yeah, the, the prequel to yeah, Alien. Alien I, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, but he, so he said that he opened up this museum because churches in Roswell wouldn't stand up to those type of theories, <laughs> and he he was not well. He was not accepted by the UFO people or the <laughs> mm, the churches in the, the air. Nobody was he a pissed fan. Everybody yeah. off. Yeah, nobody was a fan of this guy.
1: Well, oh, Dave is. This is such nonsense.
0: Why can't you just live your life, man? Why you so worried about what everyone
2: else is doing? It's so dumb.
0: Um, so when I was going through this this um I don't know what would you call it, passage, Bible verses, a verse mm-hmm. from the Bible, it was uh Zechariah the 5th chapter. Um oh no, this is sorry, that's what he this was his title. But it was Zachariah. How would you, I don't know. I'm going to let you do this, Mike. You want me to do this? Yeah, do this whole thing because I don't even know how to. So this
1: is the the Bible verse um, that he swears as proof uh, foretold of Roswell and what was happening. Uh, so I will do my best to read this. Uh, please bear with us and. Um, Put some heart into it, would you? Don't, uh, I'll, I don't think I could. Read
0: it like it's the Lord's word, please. <clears throat> read it like you're one Soda of those beer. like televangelists. I couldn't know. Guys. I'm not that yeah. good. I'm not that good. Hear us of some disease while you're doing feel
1: it. Feel and feel the power <laughs> of the Lord. There you go. Okay, there we go. Now I'm ready to go. All right, this is from Zechariah chapter five, verses one through 11. Then I turned and raised my eyes and saw there a flying scroll. And he said to me, what do you see? So I answered, I see a flying scroll. Its length is 20 cubits, and its width 10 cubits. Then he said to me, This is the curse that goes out over the face of the whole earth. Every thief shall be expelled, according to this side of the scroll. And every perjurer shall be expelled, according to that side of it. I will send out the curse, says the Lord of hosts. It shall enter the house of the thief and the house of the one who swears falsely by my name. It shall remain in the mist, the fuck's that word <laughs> midst? in the midst of his house <laughs> and consume it with its timber and stones. Then the angel who talked with me came out and said to me, "Lift your eyes now and see what this is that goes forth. So I asked, "What is it? And he said, "It is a basket that is going forth. He also said, "This is their resemblance throughout the earth. Here is a lead disc lifted up, and this is a woman sitting inside the basket. Then he said, This is wickedness. <laughs> and he thrust her down into the basket and threw the lead cover over its mouth. Then I raised my eyes and looked, and there were two women coming with the, the wind in their wings, for they had wings like the wings of a stork, and they lifted up the basket between earth and heaven. So I said to the angel who talked with me, where are they carrying the basket? And he said to me, to build a house for it in the land of Shinar. When it is ready, the basket will be set there on its base. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Roswell. <laughs> we'll be back next week.
0: <laughs> I, did, I don't understand what any of that means. Well, yeah, was that I literally have thing? no idea what the I fuck I
1: just read. This. I'm sorry. I would have tried to have put more uh, emphasis in it, but I j- it just didn't make any sense, and the I, way it was broken up, it it didn't that. Well, I copied form. and
0: pasted that just from his website, so that is. How no, no, no that I agree. I'm not that. saying
1: it was it was a typo on the the nope. note guy over here. I'm saying that the I I you know it is what it is. So it's the devil, and that proves it. And so, Dave, I think I agree with you that maybe it that was the devil. <laughs> the devil. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because then, yeah, he goes in to say that um, the technology we gained from the crash is moving us closer to the end times. So wait, does he want the end times or no? Oh, because the
1: devil sent the crash to give us the technology to move us to end times. Yeah.
2: But these religious kooks, they always want the end times. That's their ultimate but goal. But this is
1: not a good end time. It's one of the bad end times. Eh. If you want the end times, jump off a fucking bridge. <laughs>
0: hey, who, who, I don't want the end who times told, Who asshole. said this
1: guy was a religious kook? No one said
0: that. Okay. It's safe to say. You got <laughs> Mac
1: Brazel and Jesse Marcel doing mushrooms in a shack, making up stories about aliens and UFOs, yet this guy's the kook. <laughs> it was not the devil. No. It was not the devil.
0: This, this is his main... This is his proof. And this means nothing to me.
1: It was literally one sentence about a lead disc. And that was, and
0: that, I think he's taken that. This is
2: that. not a theory. This is just nonsense. Yeah.
0: I don't even know what you would get out of reading. Like, I, I don't know. Everybody interprets the my mind, mind goes away. way. Listening to you read that, my mind, or just reading it along with you, my mind goes completely blank. Like, I have no idea what it is. just words. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's literally just words, I believe.
0: All right. Next theory. That was, mm-hmm. that was terrific reading, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, that was a good job. I don't know about that, but I tried. This one's my favorite. This was that the Roswell crash were time travelers from the future. I came across this one from the website channelingthecollective.com. They claim to have channeled an entity named Mog, <laughs> who, who was one of the crew members aboard the time-traveling ship that crashed in Roswell in 1947. Is this a recent theory they just came up with this? Yeah. Um, they didn't come up with anything, Dave. <laughs>
1: They're not just making this up. The well, what does their website show? Is it is it a legit site? Yeah. Channeling d- the Collective?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a for real website. The last time that they posted, if I remember correctly, was 2013. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they kind of, I don't know. So it's not an Echoes them. of Enoch type website? No. No, it actually, I mean, it's it looks like a they put together a decent website. They use, like, Squarespace or GoDaddy or something. <laughs> Initially, they said Mog only only spoke a few sentences to him, and he said that it all started with five positions of Earth. I was one. I'm a military man. A great problem exists. Our people need to learn to integrate. I'm talking about saving the human race, for they are weapons of precision with no energy background. Oh, that's clear. <laughs> um,
1: in all fairness, it's a little more clear than
0: the Bible verse I read, <laughs> a yeah. little bit. So, and then a couple posts later, because it was like a blog that they were they were updating, kind of their travels. Um, they updated with another channeling experience they had with Mog, and this time Mog said, or th- this is their actual post about what Mog said. Mog is from our future, about 10,000 years into the future. In that time, our planet has become uninhabitable on the surface, and our species has evolved to cope with the subterranean existence. That is partially why they looked so alien. A different oxygen tension exists in that time, and Mog may also be a fusion of our species today and the others or grays, which are another species from another dimension. All right. See,
2: this kind of sounds like H.G. Wells' The Time Machine with the subterranean (laughs)
0: Morlocks, eight hundred thousand
2: years in the future. Just Um,
0: poaching stuff. Come on. It said um, one of the purposes of traveling back to nineteen forty-seven was to observe. You have the correction for this, right? Uh, Project Orion. Project Orion, which involved a nuclear explosion to try and propel an object further into space. Uh, the nuclear device exploded too low in our gravity, and the result—the resultant blast—was similar to an EMP and disrupted the electronics of Mog's ship, thus resulting in the crash.
2: So, so
0: Project
1: Orion is real. I don't know about the a test going wrong and exploding too close, and, and you know, affecting mm. their ship.
2: So we just happen to be testing at the moment they were flying by from their time travels.
0: Yeah. Huh. According to Mog. <laughs> they also claim to have channeled a ghost named Marie who was a nurse that was present when the bodies from <laughs> Roswell were brought into the military oh, base. Okay. So Mog or Zachariah, who you believe in, Dave?
2: Oh, good lord.
1: <laughs> I'm still undecided. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a good
0: theory. Yeah, so that time traveler one's kind of fun. Yeah, it's a... It's I don't fun. believe it for shit, but no. it's something, I guess. I had to dig to find that one, too. I was... I was a good, like, six pages into the search thing on Google before Mog popped up. Really? Yeah.
1: So that's really not a popular theory, then. No, I just Mm -hmm.
0: randomly found that. Yeah. So I found
2: another theory doing some research.
1: We're listening. All right.
0: So
2: a group of alien botanists landed, you know, in that area to grab some samples, but the government showed up, and they left one of the aliens behind accidentally. Then this kid, Elliot, finds the alien hiding (laughs) in his shed. (laughs) And then the alien loves Reese's Pieces. Then the government finds them, and Elliot and his friends help the alien get back to the mothership using
1: their flying bikes after the alien phones home. <laughs> and then Drew Barrymore grew up to be pretty fucking hot. <laughs> I got that you movie. You actually knew that I one? knew the movie. What? I'm so proud of myself.
0: Damn Celebratory
1: it's... beer. Knew that movie. I had no idea what you're talking about until you said Elliot. And <laughs> I got it.
0: For a second I thought you were gonna go into a Mac and Me. (laughs) That (laughs) movie Mac and Me. That movie's fucking god awful. I I think I've
1: heard of it, but I don't know that movie.
0: It's basically like a Coca-Cola and McDonald's commercial the whole time. Really? (laughs) It's ridiculous. Well, I enjoy McDonald's. And at the end, the aliens are sponsor of the show. The aliens are like dressed up like the like JFK and his wife and they're in like the convertible thing driving yeah. away all happy I remember and peaceful. that yeah. doesn't sound pleasant it's like a weird ass movie all right well Son. you got me that's not a real
2: theory <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to have known that
1: I I have seen that movie incidentally I have Maybe this that'll be like the new thing you got to come up with a movie every time that I haven't seen it won't be very difficult for you. <laughs>
2: So I'm with you on your, I believe it was just some weapons testing. It
1: was some weapons testing, and they were probably doing some shady shit with it, I believe, that they really didn't want to get out. They probably didn't necessarily want the alien UFO theory to get out, but it, through miscommunication, is my thought, that it it got put out. Right. They maybe tried to backtrack a little yeah. bit, and then we're like, well, fuck it, let's just go with it. I mean,
2: think about the time. We're less than two, you know, two years out from World War II being right. over, and with the... New Soviet menace in the race to keep up and develop new weapons. Uh, I'm sure that's what happened.
0: Yeah. Let's I mean, like I, I love Stan Friedman. I mean, like I, I really like all the big time UFO guys. Um, But my favorite one is uh, is Jacques Valet because he kind of he goes into all the, like the interdimensional stuff, like the stuff that I that I agree with. A few years ago, he was doing an interview and he said that he felt like this whole thing is just a dead end. Like Mm -hmm. there's no reason to even look into this. And I, I I agree with him. I think it's just so muddied up by all these different accounts.
1: Yeah.
0: So what's an example of like one that he thinks is worth like diving into? Like the, um, like the Betty and Drizin abduction stuff like that. know that one. Yeah, we'll we'll do that that one at some point. Yeah, that'll be a fun one, but. Yeah, I think it was something that had to do with Operation Paperclip, that we were testing something, and then, yeah. like we were saying earlier, I think it was a happy accident that they said flying saucer in the thing because then they realized, hey, we can just let people believe that there's these are UFOs and we can test yeah. whatever the fuck we yeah. want now. I'm
2: with you, I agree. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, I fully 100% believe in aliens and the whole interdimensional thing, but I think this was just the government. Isn't that
1: crazy? The like we said, the granddaddy of them all, the the Roswell one, and we're right. we're gonna go unanimously as being a big uh flop.
2: Yeah. It's a good story. I've been through Roswell, it's an interesting place. I wanna
1: go to the McDonald's, Yeah, it's shaped like the UFO. Yeah,
2: yeah. alien stuff everywhere. Yeah, it was a neat little town.
1: It's our second plug for McDonald's this week. <laughs> they really need to throw us yeah. some money for being honest about things.
0: So yeah, that's that's Roswell. Yeah. It's a fun it's a fun one but I interesting but implausible. Yeah. It was definitely something from uh operation paper Cl- or project I paper think we're Clip. pretty
1: unanimous on that one. Yeah. Um all right Ian anything else with Roswell you want to mention or touch on or we cover it all with Roswell?
0: Uh I think we nailed it down to a decent timeline, you know. Yeah. I mean there's all kind of other stuff, you theories people you can look into with this. I mean, well, hopefully our listeners let us know. Reach out to us and let us know what they think. Yeah, you can go down the rabbit hole of Chuck Wade or Frank Kaufman. I mean, there's all kind of people that come in here and come up with their own theories and their own recollections of events. All right. Dave, what do you got for us? I got a couple shout-outs for our uh,
2: Instagram followers. Emo Kids Beware, Mari D, Aon Flex, dsp.na, and and Beer and Beards, and then a couple of great uh, iTunes reviews from Witchy Amber and Coal Miners GD. Appreciate
1: the support, guys. Thank you. Yeah, and all those Instagram shout-outs, those were people that had shouted us, us out this past week, correct? Yeah, absolutely. That Thanks for your support. plugged us on one of their posts or did something to uh, to help spread the word about us. Yeah. Ian, any, any shout-outs from your end? Anything nope. you need? No, I got nothing. You good to go? Yeah. Uh, Annalise, you got anybody to shout-out? Ashley from Steubenville. I'm watching you. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Annalise. We'll see you next week. Um, Make sure to give us a follow on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are at Necronomapod. Uh, Make sure you follow us on Twitter if you got it. Uh, Necronomapod. We're going to be posting a lot of stuff this week on Twitter. We have a lot of Instagram followers and people on Facebook, but not as much on Twitter. So we don't want you to miss anything. Give uh, Give us a follow on there. Uh, you can listen to us on iTunes, CastBox, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Uh, we're now on YouTube. No videos yet, but you can stream our uh, episodes. So I think I hit them all. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe a, that was it. That's, that's about where you can uh, hear us um, every week. So thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk
0: to you next week. Ready for a quote cool on beer?
2: <laughs> Cheers.
0: Absolutely.